We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 253 On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news And we'll be talking about recent episodes of Sleepy Hollow, The Flash, Haven, and Constantine And the fifth fall season finale of The Walking Dead, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 253. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Hi everybody, I'm Kevin Batchelder from the Tuning It to Sci-Fi... I can't even talk tonight. Tuning It to (laughs) Sci-Fi TV family of podcasts. You fit right in, because that is bound to happen <laughs> as it goes. Uh, welcome, Kevin. Glad to Thank have you. you. Uh, so we warned him ahead of time. We haven't always warned people, but we were going to ask you. Uh, tell us, you're, you're all about genre TV. You watch a lot of genre TV. What got you into that? What got you podcasting about the types of shows? Tell us kind of your history into this. Oh, sure. I, I can remember first getting hooked on you know sci-fi and fantasy TV back when Oh, for me, I'm pretty old already, so it was probably the early 70s. I was watching the original Star Trek series and reruns after school. Uh, certainly that was one of my big loves. And, and then as far as uh, new shows, the one that I started watching live that uh, just made it get even more interested was Colshack, uh, the Night Stalker, back in the mid-70s. Uh, that's what got me kind of started on my love of genre shows, and then uh, the podcasting side of that popped up in the summer of uh, 2005. I was a big fan of the TV show, as were many, uh, Firefly. And there was a Firefly podcast starting called The Signal, still running strong 10 years later, and they were looking for folks to help out. So I had no idea what podcasting was, but I said, sure, I'll get involved. And 700-plus episodes later, still going strong. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> were you a fan of uh, Colcheck the Night Stalker when it returned? <laughs> I, I mean, after Darren McGavin, I wasn't sure how they could do it anytime it's a remake. But but I had a you know open mind and right. didn't get open much further since that didn't right. go very far. Exactly. <laughs> you didn't have to open it very far because no. it didn't last very long. No, no. I, I had hoped and it was good. It got some you know word of mouth for the original. But uh, yeah, no, the remake went nowhere as everybody knows. <laughs> well, welcome. We're glad to have you. Yeah, that seems to be Thank the you. best thing about a remake is whether it turns out to be good or bad – is it does pop the other one back up into the consciousness. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the news. El Rey has canceled Matador after one season. Now, I don't even know if I, I don't think I have the El Rey network. And I feel like a lot of the reasons why nobody watched the show is because a lot of the people <laughs> didn't have the El Rey network, if I'm not mistaken. Or know that they had the El Rey network. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it was, I don't even remember what it was that, became that Mm. uh yeah i don't remember all i know is that before upgrading the cable package i didn't have el ray network so i couldn't watch it but yeah that's the i don't know granted i have no idea how much it costs to make and uh any of that type of are are really what the uh you know the ratings actually were for it but when you're just starting out i don't know it seems like you you got to give a couple of things a little bit of slack. <laughs> it's like Wii TV and how they canceled The Divide. A lot of people were saying good things about it, and it was their first scripted thing that they ventured into, and then they canceled it. So I feel like they a lot of people were scared. Although didn't uh, – wasn't there an actress on the show that uh, just uh, – that died recently? On what, Matador? It was on Matador. She was, was, was She was like the handler or something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch the show. I think she was – was Elizabeth Pena on Matador? I think so, maybe. I'm looking it up. Because it sounds right. Yeah, I didn't watch that one, but I did watch their other series they did, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that that did, uh, that did better. I don't know, or since it's yeah. from the creator of the network, it had a better shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I never heard any ratings numbers, but uh, I do know it's coming back for a season two. So obviously it did better than Matador, whatever their right. guidelines were. <laughs> and yes, it was Elizabeth Pena who died a couple, weeks, couple months ago, maybe two months ago. Um, so that was El Rey. 
Fox, I don't, I think the writing's been on the wall about this since the second or third episode, but Fox will pull Red Band Society from the schedule after their 10th of 13 produced episodes airs this week. And they're using the age old, oh, there's still a chance it could come back. But if you don't get it back nine and you're pulled from the schedule, yeah, you're probably not, not coming a good back. Sign. And especially <laughs> since there, there was never any, there was never any ratings momentum for it at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody tuned in to begin with, and it only dropped off from there. But yeah. yet it's still weird to me that if you produce 13 episodes, uh, I mean, I suppose that if you could put a rerun of something else and you could actually get a higher rating and thus make more off of the advertisements, I guess, than what you're getting. I don't know how all that works exactly, but if you've actually paid to do the 13 episodes, why not just continue to run them on the... Right. On Wednesday nights, like through the rest of the year, you know, instead of, I mean, they, they announced that they're pulling it after this week's episode. Like it's still going to air one more episode and then we're pulling it. Right. So uh, I don't know. That's just strange to me. It's like, if you're going to do that, then just play the other three and, uh, you know, or on a Saturday or something or, right. you know, or, or whatever. And or Friday nights, Saturday nights, just through the rest of the year since you have them. Exactly. I don't know. It's strange to me. I agree. So that's Fox and our last little piece of renewal news. ITV has renewed a show I've never heard of called Grant Chester for a second season. Season one. Oh, this explains it. Season one will play here <laughs> in the States on PBS in January. So yes, it's already played over there and, uh, and, and did well, and so it's going to uh, follow uh, Downton what Abbey. What is it? Uh, it's a it's it's a murder mystery, uh, but it, I think it's set. I can't remember. I think it's set uh, in uh, you know like back a few years, but it sort of feels like <laughs> uh, kind of like uh, Broadchurch or something. Okay. I don't know, but it, it's a it's a six episode mystery. And uh, sort of like Broadchurch, it did really well over there. But over here, instead, of, it's going to play on, as I said, on PBS, but it's going to follow when Downton, Downton Abbey returns. It's going to follow that on Sunday nights. So we'll get a chance right. to see, uh, you know, just another thing to add to the gazillion things of TV. Maybe yes. I need to specialize like Kevin and just stick. With- <laughs> <laughs> just... In today's day and age, it's kind of hard if you don't. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> uh, so that's our news. Um, there's more stuff out there, but that's the renewal cancellation stuff for now. Moving on to prime time, our first show, Sleepy Hollow, season two, episode ten, Magnum Opus, first part of their fall finale. Yeah, which I thought was actually going to be the fall finale, and then I was like. Well, I didn't oh, realize it was two-parter until yeah, they were... Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's another episode this week. Right. Yeah, they kind of... That was one of those bait-and-switches. The fall finale, part one, only yeah, they right. said that part. Right. Yeah, because it also seemed... it also That's another scheduling thing that always seems weird, is why would you s- schedule, like, Gotham to run 10 episodes and Sleepy Hollow to run 11 weeks? Why not the same? You know, like... <laughs> Right. I don't know. It's, that's a, a strange scheduling thing, but uh. But yeah, it's because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't they even. Don't I still. I still don't even know how many episodes this season is of Sleepy Hollow. I think eighteen. Eighteen. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so I guess we'll get another nine in the in the new year. Uh, so, Kevin, what are you, what are you thinking of? Uh, this is episode 10. We'll get another seven in the new year because 11's airing this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Totally. <laughs> uh, let me just do what the math. What kind of math right? did I do there? <laughs> I have no it's idea. It's that math thing, right? I don't know. I, I, I swear of, I, I tried to do you the said 18, math. but I totally was thinking 20. I have I no idea why. And I almost, I almost punched someone. I was trying to do math with my cousin, <laughs> and I walked out because I was like, I was advanced in math in elementary school, and I have no idea what this is. See, I guess anyway. I'm just thinking, or I guess I'm just thinking of like how I would have, like if I'm doing eight right. episodes, I would have done like nine and nine sure. instead of eleven and seven. Eleven and seven. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't it's make weird. sense. But anyways, Kevin, what are you thinking of this season uh, thus far of, of Sleepy Hollow? Are you uh, 
enjoying it as much as the first season, or are you one of the the people that think it's uh, sort of lost its way a little bit in the new season? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say it's lost its way, but I'm not enjoying it as much. I mean, it was one of my big favorites from last year. I just thought it was a, that was a roller coaster train ride that never slowed down for 13 episodes. And as you said, many folks with the up in the number of episodes, we knew we were going to have a lot more of the, you know, bottle episodes, the one-offs. And we have. I still love the characters. There's some great stuff here. But, yeah, it just hasn't had that same magic that it had in season one. I thought the premiere felt very, uh, like, it didn't let up. But then I think that for the last last couple episodes, it's been some marking time of like, well, we have to get to an 18th episode, so let's fill in some filler. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the thing that's been weird to me is that by the end of last episode, and then we saw in the first episode, we've kind we kind of had felt like we had set what the new what the characters were going to be, you know, the sisters, Ichabod, you know, the captain. And then we put the captain away and barely see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sister, like, is like, she's out and about. But after the first couple episodes, she, like, barely appears just. And when she does, it was, like, maybe for a minute or two. Right. Uh, most of the time until, like, the last uh, couple episodes. Uh, you know, with the, you know, the episode with the. You know, with the sisters investigating what was going on at the, at you know, where she had been locked up and where their mother had been locked up, and that was you know, you're like finally <laughs> there's something happening right. with the with the sister, uh, and then the introduction of the Holly character, it just seemed it, not that you, I see what they you know what they're doing with the character like he's the he's the magic item of the week guy uh, <laughs> that we can that help out uh, with all these things but fine introduce another character but it seems so weird to just like completely sideline uh, all these other characters and then to have uh, Ichabod's wife except for like one episode she's been completely sep- you know continued to be separated as she was last season and you thought after last season that she was finally going to be like sort of part of the gang but she's always you know separated from it so it feels like they had gotten to a point where there was going to be this sort of cohesive group that was going to be fighting you know this this coming you know apocalypse and then while i love the you know abby and ichabod and we still get a lot of that it seems like some of the other characters that we were just starting to get to know and like have just been sidelined for Mm -hmm. and i don't know why like, I can't figure out why they couldn't have incorporated them into some of these stories that they've told. Well, I think to me, it, it certainly seemed that season one was, and, and as you know, I mean, this there is some great pedigree for, for producers uh, behind this show, folks who've done many other genre shows. And it almost seemed like season one was, we are going to do the best 13 episodes oh. and we're going to go gangbusters. And it yeah. was. And now they realized, oh, look, we've got a little bit of a hit. We want to be able to stay on the air for a few years. Let's let's slow down a little. Let's bring in some more ancillary characters. Let's create some love interest. Let's make a, a a character who's a little more the entry point for new viewers. You know, Holly. So it's going down the typical TV show path. And for folks who were on board for that first year, it's kind of like, yeah, you kind of watered it down a little. Right. No, I agree with that completely. So it's not that it's bad. I still very much like it. Uh, some great performances and and some very fun stories. So I don't want to sound negative, but yeah, that that magic of that first season, yeah, we've kind of lost a little bit of the luster. I'm I'm hoping the back half, or in this case, this you know finale we'll get uh, tonight when we're recording, and then the last seven come after New Year's, we'll maybe get back in that pace. But yeah, it's been a little hit, hitch and go. I'm interested to see where it goes with the finale because I've heard things that it's like, oh, it's like a season, it's like a season finale. How are they going to follow up? But I don't know. <laughs> I don't. What's the, uh, see so much? She's been backlined so much that I can't even remember the sister's name. What is the sister's name? Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. But it it just seems to be that they they you know they took the time to give you like these little bits to show that Jenny knew Holly from mm-hmm. back when she used to you know sneak out of the sanitarium and, and go on right. missions and stuff. 
but which makes it all seem like why why wouldn't they call in the sister to help <laughs> out uh, along with you know it it just i don't know uh it just seemed very weird to me especially the 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 captain storyline you know he yeah. they just brought him in and you know right. he finally he sees him and you know he's fully in on what's going on and then they have this happen where he has to you know he's either going to go to jail or to you know but even with that they they basically sideline him they they you barely see him and then they bring in the new captain to be the like the new skeptic in town you know mm-hmm. to uh and i don't know and that it just seemed it's all just seemed uh well, there's been a lot of good stuff and a lot of fun moments uh, along the way, and and for the most part, you really want to see Abby and Ichabod because that's the uh, the core. But it it's, it just seems weird to me when people just disappear for an episode, and you're just like, wouldn't you call them in? Like, you only have like a small group of people that know what's going on. I also have trouble finding myself like because I think we're supposed to root for. Ichabod and Katrina, but I find myself not able to, like, I don't care about their uh, marriage. Like, I would be perfectly fine if she wasn't in the show. (laughs) (laughs) And see, that's where I think they had to go more for the traditional TV model of, of, we need some romantic angst. You know, we got to have them each have... You know, on the cusp of being together, and then for some reason it can't happen. And that's what was great about season one. There was, in my opinion, almost no romantic tension between Ichabod and Abby. But it was a great relationship. It was great They were a great platonic relationship. I totally agree with that. Yeah, and it's like we had to bring in, you know, Holly to give Abby somebody to bat some eyes at. And like you said, we got to break Katrina away from Ichabod so that – but it it isn't – gelling yet uh, you know i think we'll get there we'll see what happens yeah maybe with the introduction of the you know the couple of new characters and stuff that as they go into the last part of the season maybe they'll be able to tie those things back into uh you know back together right and you know i don't know where the captain's going to be hanging out underground now that he's gotten right, out. Now that he's but, escaped or whatever. Yeah, he's at least out. Yeah. But maybe he'll pop back up to help here and there or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just a, I don't know, just a strange, strange season, but not in a good way. Like, <laughs> like it's supposed to be strange. Lots of strange stuff happening in the show. Uh, but just some of the mechanics still, of the I'd show. I'd argue it's still better than a lot of stuff that's on TV. Oh, but it's yeah, it's still... It it's is, not yeah. what I yeah. kind of liked about season one. So we'll yeah, see what happens. they set the bar awful high with season one. So I still, yeah, I still look forward to it every week. It's just I find myself, you know, just going at times where I'm just like, all of a sudden you're just like, where's Jenny? Right. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody's even mentioned, not even, not even the cursory mention of like a lot of times when a character's not going to be in an episode or something they might say, you know, she's on, we sent her to go do such and such. Like, Parenthood has been awfully doing this season. <laughs> you know, they, oh, he's still in Napa. No, he never went to Napa. He wasn't in this episode. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that right. is that is our show. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> the Flash, Season 1, Episode 7, Power Outage. I like the show. And I see a lot of people that are writing about the show that they're kind of done with the show or they're not watching anymore. I'm not there yet. I just... Didn't love this episode. I don't know. I I kind of I kind of did like this episode in in a couple respects. Uh, although it, it it does start to get weird after a while. It has been a little while, and they keep flashing back to when these people got created in some of these storylines. The only weird thing about it is that after a while, it's, it's like been a year, and you're like, where have all these people been? Like, how have how has nobody ever heard of? It was just now this guy decided to start electrocuting people to, and, to right. go, and to go after, you know, why, why was it, you know, almost, you know, 10 months later. They had to wait until Barry was out of their, <laughs> out of his coma. Yeah, uh, Obviously. Uh, you know, they've been trying to track some of these, but uh, that's, that's the only weird thing to me is, uh, it's like, where have these people been that you haven't really been hearing about things? 
it's a good point. Like, where have they been? Because all of a sudden they're bad guys. Well, like, that, yeah, he well, obviously the... had so much electricity in him that he was going around shutting off grids and stuff. Why now is it suddenly a situation? Yeah, he had, that he had, he had fed so much that now he needed to feed even more. But that that's the thing. That's what I was saying is that uh, you have you know stories start popping up about the streak. Now the Flash saving people. Uh, and, and, you know, people starting to hear about that or whatever, you would think that you would see like in the background of news stories or something of weird other weird phenomenon happening in and around the area. Right. And, and until there's like something big that happens, like you find somebody fried to a crisp, uh, that's when you I don't I don't know that that's just that's just one little thing. Uh, but for the most part, I really like uh, I really like the show. I'm still really enjoying it. The Doctor Wells character, you just like you just you're still not really sure if he's good or bad or but he's definitely on a mission to keep things moving in such a way to uh keep a certain future coming. Right. But I mean also that future's pretty far away and Barry looks the same. So is he not gonna age? These are things I'm thinking. Anyway, you know, in this universe, that's possible. I mean, they are being very liberal with how they're doing it so far. True. How about you, Kevin? How are you uh, liking the Flash so far? I'm. I would say I'm liking it, but not loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm a huge Arrow fan. You know, do an Arrow podcast, so I was kind of hoping for something a little edgier. But that's not the nature of this show. It's. I have to, I think, adjust my expectations. This is very much going to be uh, the. the easier, shall we say, mm. uh, show for, for this universe and how they approach it. I think it's going to be, I, I don't want to call it the toned down version or the G-rated one, but it's it's going to be a little lighter in the fair. So I think, as you said, some of the issues, some of the storylines might be a little more self-contained. And, and if you don't think too hard about them, they're very enjoyable. But if you start breaking them down, you're going to find issues. <laughs> yes, I agree with that completely. I mean, it's going to be fun stuff. It's another DC thing to do in conjunction with Arrow for the CW. They got some entertaining actors that I think are going to work there. I mean, we're still only, what, six or seven episodes in, so they're still trying to draw their viewership and making it very uh, simple. As you said, the Wells character is the one that's becoming the most fascinating because we're trying to figure out uh, what his intentions are and some other stuff. They do appear to be spending a good amount of money. I mean, the special effects in these episodes have been really damn good. I agree with that. So I think they've got some money behind it. So, you know, like I said, it's enjoyable, but uh, I don't go gaga over it yet. Looking forward to the Flash Arrow crossover this week? Oh, big time. Big time. It should be a lot of fun. This is one of the reasons why this show, I think, uh, works and where they can really uh, get it, you know, just escalate it even more is by doing mm-hmm. these crossovers because the fandom is going to love this kind of stuff. And I'm excited that, um, you know, unrelated to... Flat, the Flash or Arrow that our guys from Prison Break are back together in this uh, yeah. in the crossover because I love um, them. I love them individually. And I love them together. So it'll be nice to see that. I don't know. I just it's a show that I'm like not. I'm not rushing to catch up on it yet. I will this week because I'm I do rush to catch up on Arrow. So I do want to obviously watch it before I watch the Arrow part of the the you know the crossover. So I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be like an an easy way to pass the season. Like I'm looking forward to it, but not as much as I was based on like the pilot or second episode. If that makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still in the, uh, I'm still in the, the category. I'm enjoying it enough that it's still one of the first things I want to watch. Mm. I, you know, on, on Tuesday nights, I'm watching the flash and then agents of shield before I head to work on, you know, weeks that they're on. Uh, so it's still, uh, it's it's still there for me while there's you know there's still the the little things like the don't stop and think about it too hard type of yes. moments yeah uh or uh as our friend uh, Kate Kolzik from uh, the Televerse podcast calls them uh, refrigerator moments where later on when you're not thinking about a show and you just go into the kitchen to grab a snack and you open the refrigerator and all of a sudden you go wait a second how did he do that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and just all of a sudden something random from the show pops into your head. Uh, that, And then sort of 
ruin you know kind of ruins the the show that you just in, you really enjoyed it but now all of a sudden you're you're starting to think about break things down a little more mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that that can happen some of it is the i keep thinking of sort of like futurish is like how many how many people can they uh house down there uh like what is their uh you know like feeding program <laughs> like, what, what, like these are these are the things that start popping in my head that i'm like why am i you thinking, thinking about this? way too much that, about this. That, that's you, the case <laughs> you're supposed to shove them down there and they're fine they just uh, you just forget about them until you know until you need to pop one out to kill another one uh you know sure. and uh so so yeah but the other thing I did like in this episode was that they that Iris was able to help herself, even though she True. was waiting for the Flash and and kept thinking the Flash was going to show up. Uh, I like that you know they've showed that you know he's had her boxing since she was a child. You know that she can you know kind of take care of herself, but and, and why she's gotten a little uh, you know moony eyed over the Flash. Uh, that, uh, you know, she was able to, uh, you know, take care of herself. It, it, it provides a little bit uh, of a better, I think they've been doing better with her character in some subsequent episodes of, of making her a little more, uh, interesting and, uh, you know, sort of self-sustaining. Sure. I'm not there yet with her. <laughs> I don't yeah. think she's interesting yet, but, um, I do get that. And I, it is nice to see that they're not going to always make her the damsel. So that's good. Yeah. I'm also not a fan of the keeping her in the dark thing either, you know, showing up to speak from the shadows. It's dangerous for her to not know what's going on. Yeah. I'm starting to, I'm starting to come around on that, uh, with the, with these types of shows is that, uh, I mean, while they've, they've tried to tell her, you know, like you keep writing about him, people are going to think that maybe, you know, something more about him is going to, you know, put you in danger, which in this case, it, you know, the past couple of episodes, it's kind of uh, uh, done that here recently, you know, because of that, that connection. But I don't know, it, in, in some of these cases, you know, with like family members or whatever, it does seem more likely that they would be safer Come knowing, on. like, because if everybody's fine, as long as nobody finds out. Right. But if the bad guy finds out, but like your sister doesn't know, or your mom doesn't know, or your best friend doesn't know then they don't know why all of a sudden they're getting you know, taken or that they need to, you know, be a little more vigilant in what they're doing. Uh, you, they would uh, know that they were in, you know, potentially more danger. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe you just let them go along with the ignorance is bliss. <laughs> along those of... lines, somebody needs to tell Wu on Grimm. I'm sorry. He needs to know. <laughs> along those lines, like while we're talking about it, that man needs to know. He thinks he's uh, crazy. Anyway. Yes, right there with you. No, no doubt. They've been dragging that poor guy out for how many seasons now? Oh my god! And he's so funny when he talks about it. He's like, I feel like I'm never going to find out. Oh, oh, but anyway, that made me think of it. So yes, I'm with you, and I'm glad she was, you know, independent and she could kind of save the day a little bit. Uh, but the Flash is the Flash, and we'll see what happens with the crossover and kind of where they go. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, but not jumping out of my seat about it. Um, okay. So Haven, Haven season five, episode 12, Chemistry. Haven is a show that I try, I like it because you know how much I love Eric freaking Balfour. But a lot of times I'm also like, okay, just get to the point. Like we obviously knew Charlotte was not going to be a good person. Not, not necessarily be a bad person, but not be who she said she was. And Laura Minnell, oh my God, she is overacting the crap out of this doctor part. Like, (laughs) like. The way it's just hard to explain what I'm thinking about, like how I'm feeling about it, but she like leans into the character almost too much, like like you would see an elementary school production of some play do. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm glad we finally know who she is, and it doesn't really do much to explain anything to me because I didn't know that Audrey had a mother. But I guess Mara, I guess Mara has a mother. I, I don't really understand it, so I am interested <laughs> to see what happens in the finale. Yeah, they kind of dropped that in there. But yeah, looking looking forward to actually seeing what that means because it it was uh, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> With wait, I can I can feel her like. <laughs> and she's like, of course you can. I'm like mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> and, okay. And so, 
so yeah, that's 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 kind of interesting. I am bothered by the fact that Mara did pull one over on Duke. Like I wanted her. <laughs> yeah, not well, that I wanted. Yeah, like but I we just knew wanted that was to, coming. I know, but I wanted it to be that like she really did. Like he really did have this ally, even though she was a bad person. <laughs> Uh, the the problem I had with that is after all the stuff that these people have been through, I kind of hate that he was so easily manip- manipulated into True. for at least a little bit. It, I mean, at at a, at one point, you kind of felt like was he pretending that he was being manipulated? Uh, like he knew what she, you know. He kind of felt like, and he was using her to, you know, hopefully maybe get himself fixed. Right. Uh, but uh, you know she was playing this you know all out all along, and so it made so it now feel he like he really troubles right. Well, yeah, and but it made it feel like he really had you know at times you know like he's not trusting these other people and he's buying into just because you get told to go home and she said that you were going to be told that you were going to be sidelined or whatever that you would let that stuff. That was the only, that's the main problem I had. Cause I caught up with the, this talking about it on the podcast here today, gave me the excuse to catch up and watch the, the last six episodes over the weekend. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> and so, and so I have like all this jumble of everything that happened over the last few episodes in my head. Yeah. It just seemed, uh, it just seemed strange that I, I don't like when they do that on shows where they, you have like all this past history where you would think that by now they would trust each other. Uh, and, but yet he felt like he was letting her actually get to her. Uh, and you know, that kind of bothered me for that, for that character. It was nice to see them finally say who the doctor was. And, but, yeah. it, but it's still weird. Like why, like, uh, you know, where did, does she come from like the same place? And she's like shown up to investigate, you know, whatever, I don't know. It's just a, it was it was just really strange. It almost felt like they just like pulled one out of their butt, <laughs> like you know, just uh, let's do this. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't. It seems uh, a little more. Well, she ended up in town because of Dave's leg, right? Well, that's what she yeah. said, but yet, but yet she uh, she had this uh, she has this connection. If she's Imara's mother, or you know, all of their mothers, right. or whatever. That uh, I don't know. It, you know, it, is she from the same place? But she's actually been here working as a. You know, it seems like she actually has been. She actually is a doctor from the CDC. It kind of seemed like, uh, but yet it kind of seemed like she wasn't. Like she was also impersonating. <laughs> I never yeah, I quite really got. Understand. I never quite got all the different clues they kept finding about because they were. It seemed like she was, but she. You know, was she there on her own? but she actually was a CDC doctor uh, and they just hadn't sent her. I don't know. There was a lot of confusion. I got, I got confused in some of that, uh, that stuff. I'm hoping they clear, uh, they clear it up in the, what should be a season finale, but is the technically the mid season finale. Yes. Uh, since, uh, for the most part, other than last season's finale, they do finales quite well, usually. So, Right, man, I, I was so mad at last the, year's finale. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next episode. How about you, uh, Kevin? What do you uh, what do you think about this season of Haven so far? I, I, I it's been a show that was kind of just on my viewing schedule, but was just kind of there, you know. Like you said, one of those ones you kind of watch, but don't think too hard about. It. And then mm-hmm. I thought it was really it, like genre because I since it's a genre show, I have to watch it. <laughs> Well, kind of. I mean, you know, we do a podcast about many of them. So I got to tell you, between all our hosts, we do try to cover almost all of them. And and it's been up and down. But I thought, you know, we had some strong stuff in season three and then a little bit in season four. So it's it's kept me intrigued. I thought the whole Mara, Audrey split them up thing took too long. That kind of drags things quite a bit. Yeah. You know, it took a little bit away from it. And, and so, you know, and then the you know, the new doctor coming in was, again, and I think you said it earlier, was interesting for Epper 2, not for 10. So right. we're kind of dragging things down. I mean, this story is kind of interesting, but you're taking too long to get there. And like you said, you know, nice reveal. Oh, I'm your mother. Okay, that could be interesting. But let's not spend four episodes, you know, breaking it down. Let's kind of get to the point. 
And so it makes me wonder what the last 13 episodes are going to be because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this show's not going to come back beyond the next 13, I don't think. The fact that it was renewed for two seasons, like two 13-episode seasons, to me that... Yeah, they said that was the end. That done. was, we're giving you this 26. Enjoy it. So I, uh, I'm interested to see where it kind of goes. Yeah, and well, the I fact that they've been moving it all over the place trying to... Oh my God, well, when yeah. I heard it was at 7 p.m. Oh my 7 p.m.? You know, wow. I mean, it's almost... It's typical sci-fi. But, I mean, that and the recently announced that uh, William Shatner is going to be in the next season. Is he her dad? I don't know now. Have me wondering. Laura Minnell's a little young playing. for William Shatner. I hope he's not. I hope he's her grandfather. <laughs> so I, that that was one of those, really? Okay, This if you told me to pick a, like 10 shows that he could be on, this one wouldn't have been on the list. I, I, right. I don't know. So <laughs> it could be interesting or it could be another one of these way out of left field thing so no i enjoy it but yeah it seemed like they've lost a little steam this season you know it's just taken a little too long to get to some of these points i will say it was nice to see christian because i like i was a big fan of edge rated r and christian as a tag team duo in the uh wrestling world so it was nice that he wasn't a terrible actor <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was nice that. that uh you know it was good to see what's his name get some loving even though it took forever for that to happen too like it's just I'm, I don't know. Well, I'm interested, and it's not a show I'll ever... I don't think I'm going to quit on it because I've made it this far, and it's never a show that I've threatened to quit on, like a lot of shows that I've threatened to quit on. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll tune in and see what happens. I'm intrigued yeah. enough that I'm, I'm going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah, it's not high on my list of shows when i got a bunch to watch, but like you said, at this point, almost you know six seasons in, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, yeah, the... There's no there's no point in stopping now, like exactly. with with only uh, fourteen episodes left. Hey, I did the math correct. <laughs> well done. Oh my god! You pulled out a calculator, didn't you? <laughs> so moving on to our next show, Constantine, season one, episode six. Well, Kevin, what are you uh, what are you thinking of of Constantine? Were you uh, were you like a, a Constantine comic book fan, or just when you heard about the show? And what it was going to be based on because of the type of stuff that you like, you were interested in it or? Well, it wasn't, uh, I don't have any background with the comics, but I was well aware, well aware of the character being aware of that mythos. And, um, you know, I had seen the Keanu Reeves movie. Um, you know, I was very, probably very honestly for new genre shows this fall, this was probably my number one most anticipated, even above flash. Um, you know, I like the dark tone nature of it. Um, um, and it's similar to Flash for me in the sense that I've liked Constantine, but I haven't loved it yet. It's been a little too, you know, uh, story of the week. Uh, yeah. I'm looking <laughs> for more of this, you know, dark character's background to come back and bite him in the butt and stuff like that. So I'm waiting for a little more of that. But but I'm enjoying it. You know, it's been entertaining. I mean, it's, uh, as you folks mentioned, too, uh, it was disappointing to see they're not going to get a back nine. So that certainly puts the future very much in doubt. Yeah, well, I think this one a little. I mean, if it if it doesn't drop off the table, uh, I think there's potential, you know, ratings wise. If it doesn't drop off table ratings wise, if it sort of maintains or maybe grows a little bit, I think there's potential that it could get uh, a second season. I would have mm -hmm. been. It just seems like it would have been a better idea to just said you're going to do 13, so they yes. could have scripted a 13 episode season. Because I have a feeling that it's going to end in such a way that it's more of a mid-season finale type of thing, not a season finale type of thing or, or end of a story. So I don't, I don't know exactly how, you know, since they didn't get this news until they were like in the middle of doing the 13th episode. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think there's still a, the possibility, but so far, like you said, it's been sort of a case of the week. And Oh, by the way, there's a darkness rising. And yeah, and, like, we, and we have to say that three times in every episode. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, okay, what what does that mean? Like, yeah. is I heard about that. <laughs> basically, is each of these things is just a is a, is an attempt to stem the tide. Mm -hmm. Again, this was another this was another weird episode where all of a sudden the female lead that we've been you know the new female lead that we've been getting to know is all of a sudden just not in an episode. Yeah. 
Wait, really? They sent her for subs or something? She I didn't was, even. She was in art class or something. Like, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, and I haven't watched it, so I don't know. But did I say? Did I see something on Twitter where someone said, "Those who watched this week's Constantine, could you tell it was out of order?" Oh. So I feel like this now, one that was makes out a little of order. Sense. That makes a little sense. But if I may have made more... that up. Yeah. But I feel like I read that on Twitter somewhere. I hadn't seen that, but that would make a lot of sense if this was the one they did while they were figuring out what they were going to do as far as a new female lead. Now, that actually fits a little better. Again, it was very, we were just talking about how it's very much a self-contained story, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, but yet it seems like, it, it still seems weird, though. Like, uh, did, were, were they doing like a second episode? Or, or the fir- you know, because they did a pilot... And then they decided just, to change the episode pilot. Episode 6, the procedurally filtered Rage of Caliban, was shot to air a second episode in the series, but was pushed to accommodate the arrival of Zed after Lucy Griffith's character Liv was written out of the show. So this was the second episode. But that's the okay. thing is, like, did was this episode originally written to have – was was Lucy Griffith's character not going to be in this episode either? Like, was she well, going to – she was fired be- before they went to series, so. Yeah, yeah they it, probably knew was, they didn't have her. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know. That seems, it seems really weird in the, considering how late it was going to start in the season. Mm-hmm. I, they've just done some weird things with this, uh, with this show. But that would, that would kind of explain it. But it also would seem weird uh, that apparently they were shooting the second or starting into the second episode and started producing that while they were. You know, casting the new, you know, the mm-hmm. new female lead and changing the ending to the first episode. That's, uh, yeah, that's, and then they decided, I guess, to, they, they just threw in a line. That yeah, says, they literally shot one scene. <laughs> it said, Zed's in art class or whatever. So <laughs> that it feels like that it's, that's just another, just makes, it's just another thing that makes this uh, show feel weird and not quite there. And, and But to tie into what you said a little earlier um, is that if the ratings are okay, I think they're going to look and say, you know, for a show that was totally screwed up, <laughs> if it hold the ratings okay, it might be worth bringing it back for a second season with some momentum. Because if it can hold some ratings with all of this stuff we're talking about, then there is a core audience there. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they've, I mean, between leads and out of order, I mean, this, you could tell when you watch this one, this was supposed to be the, do my air quotes, Halloween episode. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's true. I did think that when I saw that, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, this seems like a. So they uh, expected uh, to be airing this in, you know, mid-October. This so, does yeah. Seem I'm like, like a few weeks late. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so. that does. Uh, yeah, I, I totally had that thought, but then it didn't, it never jumped to the next level of thinking that it was. Uh, that it was out of order. It was more of, I was thinking that maybe they, for whatever reason, they thought they were going to start earlier and they ended up starting later. So it, you know, it just naturally got pushed back. But, uh, but that would actually make more sense because it would have been uh, right around there. Like that would have been <laughs> the <laughs> second episode would have been like right around Halloween uh, when the considering when the show started. So uh, that actually makes uh, that actually makes total sense now. Of why it yeah. made no sense. That's, <laughs> that's, uh... I don't know what you folks think, but the one thing that is kind of sticking out through the first few episodes for me, aside from some of those casting bits, is I really would like to see more of Harold Perrineau's character. I say that about him in general. I just like him and would love to see I mean, him in more things, yeah. period. I mean, he's good, period, as an actor. But I also think for this show, we need a little more of that element, that angel mm. element or whatever. Well, I the- did uh, – well, I, I guess that's from the preview – of like the next episode or something uh, where, where Constantine is basically like, you got to decide, are you in this with me or are you just, you know, are you actually, cause he sort of just keeps, he sort of just keeps showing up to say, so have you figured out a plan yet? Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. going on, dude? I'm just an advisor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got to, I just need some of my meeting notes. Okay. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can't, can't really help you. And, uh, you know, so for the preview next week, you're like a, either help or, you know, just go away type of thing, uh, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that maybe maybe next week or, or this week's episode will be maybe they'll finally get into more of what this what the darkness that's rising is or what uh, mm. I don't know. It just uh, it, it's just been a 
you know, there's been some interesting, creepy episodes. You know, the you know this episode with the kids being, you know, possessed was was super creepy. But so far, I'm just, uh, I mean, I could right as of right now, I could just, uh, you know, I could take it or leave it. I'm kind of just continuing to watch, especially now that I know that it's only 13. I'll at least watch probably through the end of that and uh, and see if they. You know, see if they finally figure some things out in the back half of the season. Of, of I don't know uh, if I'll of, ever get of what of what they're doing. I don't know if I'll ever uh, watch it. I don't know. I've been watching Grimm, and then you know, and so you know, and then I just have recorded this too, and just been watching it. But uh, but kind of like supernatural, this sort of side of the genre type of stuff is not really. It's not really that you know, the more horror type of stuff is not really my my bag. So. Mm. That's why, you know, it's got to be, there's got to be something supremely interesting happening to, like, get me going. And I'm not sure that, uh, uh, you know, I'll at least give it a couple more episodes, but probably to the end of the season since I've gone this far and know that right. it's only going to be uh, 13 for the first season. Uh, you know, unless I, unless they do announce at some point that it's not going to uh then, yeah. then I'd stop. Everybody will bail. <laughs> then everybody that, yeah. will right. bail. So they probably are not going to do that. <laughs> no, uh, they won't even tell us that if they've already decided. That. All right. All so right. that's Constantine. That's yeah, I think that's enough Constantine. Our last show in primetime is The Walking Dead Season 5, Episode 8, Coda, the fall finale. I think I stopped watching at the end of the first six episodes. So of the <laughs> series, not the season. So have at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh pfft. Well, I thought the the season was going along pretty good, and and then uh, this episode really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was their intention. It, it, well, I I hate when shows spend all this time finally turning a character that was basically just background and could have just died at any time and and been meaningless. But yet, they spend all this time growing this character, but then killing her before she's really, you know, it actually would have been more interesting to see her now, after having been through these two, you know, been out with Daryl and then been in this situation. It would have been it been more interesting, I think, on the show to see what that would have meant for that character now. Like, she'd just grown to start to be interesting and then they kill her. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like, it seems like such a waste, such a waste of time. Like that you just spent and not enough time to make, like, it was sad, uh, you know, and especially when, you know, especially when they find, you know, they tell her sister, uh, we think she's alive. <laughs> and then you ri- arrive just in time to find out she's not anymore. Uh, and her reaction, that was all sad and stuff. But I think, less impactful long term more like here's something to do for the a fall finale uh to me i don't know i would i mean i mean i expect characters to die here and there and and you know nobody to really be safe but they finally made this character just just on the cusp of being interesting and then they shoot her in the head what do yeah. you think kevin I mean, I I know a lot of people think The Walking Dead is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And while performances are wonderful and the writing is as well, it, for me, it's it's not one of my favorites only because it moves so slow. I mean, I'm good for character stuff, but, you know. And, and that's where not so much the character death, which I understand exactly where you're coming from, um, because she had really grown. Um, as much as we've built up, what, the first seven episodes or so this season to this big showdown – at the hospital, which equated to nothing more than I'll give you some of yours, you give me some of mine, and we'll go our separate ways. And oops, I inadvertently just shot someone. Uh, it was just kind of like a, uh. <laughs> uh it, it, you know, after what happened last season at Terminus and in other seasons, you know, really big, big, big stuff, this seemed like a little bit of a, okay, that wasn't much of anything, was it? Except when all of a sudden we throw in this quick inadvertent death and, and you know, so, yeah, it just kind of was a little flat. I read an interview with her 
even though I don't watch the show. Um, just because I always kind of read interviews. Oh, the de- departed speaks out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was with TV line. She, they had to, they, so many of the comments she made, she was like bawling as she was interviewed about leaving the show. Cause it sounds like they didn't give her much warning and they didn't warn much of the cast and they didn't like, like it didn't sound like they were all in good graces with the way that she went out. Yeah, well, I think they, I think they kind of basically like <laughs> the week you're filming that episode, they're like, Oh, by the way, yeah. Yeah. script change, <laughs> script change. You're going to want to read the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it just, uh, I don't know for me, it's all this anytime. <laughs> I mean, I actually watched a little of the talking dead and, uh, and they actually, you know, said like any time a character starts to become sort of the, sort of the moral compass, or you know, a bit stronger, they, they get killed off, you know, or something. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed like, uh, partially also because the a lot of what we've seen of her this season was just the couple episodes, uh, you know, with her off by herself the way you know in the way that they tell these stories they uh they give you know different groups and sometimes individuals you know their own episodes to uh that are of what was happening concurrently mm-hmm. so you know those some of that storytelling is interesting but uh, I'm I'm almost more disappointed is <laughs> like I said Beth was just becoming an interesting character it, it just seems like it would have been more interesting to see her not die. Well, her not die to see what to see her growth to see what see this her. growth means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she'd been separated. I mean, from the group for quite a while now, so she'd grown up, and just like you're saying, Jason, she had grown up. I wanted to see her interact with the group now that she was a lot more mature, and they killed her. I mean, wh- why did we spend like at least one whole episode and half of another with um, uh, just about only her on screen? Like three episodes ago. Well, you did all that and then you kill her too? Yeah. I mean, why as a viewer? Why did you make me invest in that? I'm not well, feeling – I'm not feeling it. <laughs> it kind of makes you not want to invest in any other like – No, because when they, they start a... doing these these other episodes that focus on one or two characters, I'm going to be hesitant now to think, mm-hmm. what are they, are they going to off them in two eps? I mean, I get that it's a universe and a world where people die at a moment's notice. I totally get that. I love that realism to it. But from a storytelling point of view, don't don't do that to me. I right. I, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, I I wasn't. Uh, I, I was sort of on board with the the sort of growing notion that towards the end of last season and the beginning of this season that The Walking Dead was, you know, even though it's at a slower pace and, and stuff at times. And they do tell the story sometimes in an odd way that I don't know. I don't know if it would work better or worse if they gave you bits and pieces in each episode of what was going on concurrently instead of showing you this group and you, you're like fully immersed in that group and then showing you what, you know, like Carol did at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, later on. I'm not sure whether I think it's interesting. I'm not sure whether which way works really you know better. But I was of the starting to become a join the sort of growing notion that the show was growing into while it ha it, it still has the large audience and it's the largest audience on cable and and all that stuff that it was sort of growing into being more favorably compared to something like a Breaking Bad or a Mad Men of of joining them story wise and mm-hmm. acting wise and then these last couple of episodes just. I don't know. They they sort of, I don't know. It sort of uh, fizzled out for me, uh, and and became more about. Uh, I I think sometimes it becomes when it becomes more about we need to write something shocking, quote unquote, you know, right. or whatever, because it's a mid season finale, and you know you want to really shock me. Try not killing somebody in a mid season finale. That would be an interesting <laughs> twist. But uh, I, I don't know the the season like it seemed to be building really interestingly, and then like you said, Kevin, this whole yeah. this whole like exchange and everything that sort of went around and uh, the whole thing with the the Bob guy trying to get away and and getting run down and then getting shot, just everything about it was just sort of weird and strange and 
and it didn't work for me yet. I've seen people that think it was like the best episode ever, you know, yes. <laughs> and we're super sad. So I don't oh, know. <laughs> I, I think this show is pretty clo- close to critic proof at this point. Um, the audience just absolutely loves it to death and yeah. Hey, no p- more power to them. I, I see a lot of brilliant stuff there, but for someone who isn't a huge fan, the entertainment side of it, certainly the last couple of episodes has, has significantly tailed off. I thought the start of the season, first few episodes really were cranking pretty good. Things were moving. It was getting interesting. And then we we're just kind of followed back into the really, really molasses uphill pace of story. How much more do they have in them? What do you think? Season story-wise. From what I know from people who've read the comics, there's a lot still to get to. They've Oof. just... There's plenty there's more characters lot. to die and more to, more to, yeah, to show up. Yeah, introduced. I mean, it's a cross-country journey kind of deal, so they could, you know... And, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully enough since they're going to start up a whole nother, a whole nother yeah. group... Uh, that are going to be apparently in uh, in your neck of the woods there, Amory. This is what I hear. <laughs> I looked it up to see where I could find, like, I'll go just stalk them. Um, but I couldn't find out any definitive cities that they're going to be in. Because that's interesting. I don't know. You make a point, Jason, about them, the two different factions, how you get used to, like, watching one group for one week. And then they jump and they go to the next group and you don't know what's happening with the previous group. That happened a lot with, I think it was season two of Lost. That's a, that's a lot of why I fell out of with Lost is because they were constantly jumping back and forth between the others and the not others and the forgetting storylines and dragging it along and just couldn't handle it anymore. I didn't want to be a part of that anymore. So I get it. Yep. So that's prime time today. Moving on to a little bit of reality chatter. Uh, I just want to say Survivor. I say this, I think, every week that I'm on. It's a show. I, I read somewhere that somebody thought this was it a bad season. It is a show, season. Amory. Yes, I know. I read somewhere that somebody said it was a bad season and that, you know, there's duds or whatever. I Maybe there's some duds in the cast, but I'm actually enjoying this season pretty well or pretty much. And they do manage to surprise me at every tribal council because I honestly don't think they know what they're doing, let alone, like, being able to convince the whole tribe or whatever what should happen i think it's just really i think it's really smartly done and i'm actually not sure who to root for and i'm surprised that i'm rooting for someone i thought was going to be my least favorite character when the series began because i hated her on the amazing race but i actually am rooting for natalie because she's actually a very good player of the game and i think she's doing a good job uh keeping all of the alliances together and I am actually looking forward to the rest of the season and the new season when it starts in February. I cannot say the same thing about The Amazing Race. I watch through fast-forwarding again this week, more just to make sure the characters like characters. The people I like uh, make it to the end, and the people I don't like get voted off. I don't care who wins at this point. I actually like all of the remaining teams, and I don't love any of the remaining teams, so I just I'll fast-forward through the rest of the season as I do, just to kind of see who lands first on the mat. And then I'll check in when the new season starts in February, but I can't guarantee that I'll be on board. I have yet to not watch a season, but maybe 28 is the season I don't watch. Which is saying a lot, because that's a ton of seasons. <laughs> but um, but anyway. And then Top Chef, um, we had off this week because of Thanksgiving. But I am so glad... So glad that Aaron's gone two weeks now. And then I don't really care about the show this season. I I don't have it set as my DVR. Like, I don't have it set to record automatically um, because I have four other things I'm recording Wednesdays at 10. I don't even know what I'm recording Wednesdays at 10, but apparently four things. Um, To the point where I have to actually physically set Top Chef to record at like 1130 and I never remember to. And then I get caught up and I'm like, eh, I wasted an hour because I don't really care. So that's where I am with Top Chef to be in. I think they're in their 15th season. I am pretty much just, well, I'll see what happens, but I don't really care because it's one of those, oh, I'll get caught up when I have nothing else to watch. Um, so I don't have a favorite. I don't care who wins. And Richard Blaze has a giant mouth and it's all I can concentrate on when he's on screen. And then, of course, there's America's Next Top Model. Tyra continues to be crazy. And I really, really think that a male is going to win this season. And I really hope they do, because what's the point of introducing men into the house if you're going to keep have women like keep having women win? Because then why do you have men there? Like have a male winner. 
So I'm hoping that Will wins, but I think I heard who wins, even though we're about four seasons, four weeks out of the finale. I'm still holding out hope that Will will pull out the win. And that's my reality for the week. TV recommendations. I threw one in there at the last minute before we started recording. And I don't know if anybody else has, requ- has recommended this, but I don't. I'm backing them up if this is something that, that's been recommended. Uh, I was talking to my cousin Madison. She's 11. And she was watching children's, like, two young children's shows on TV. And I was like, Madison, you're 11. You should be watching not adult shows, but shows that are, like, CW-ish. And the good, not the good wife. Nope, you cannot watch the good wife. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, now that all seven seasons are on Netflix, and she has Netflix on her phone, I suggested that she watch... Gilmore Girls from the beginning and she's already watched the first episode and loved it so I think it's a great recommendation for everybody else to remind themselves why they liked it or just to do a little rewatch because it's so much fun and the seventh season notwithstanding it's one of the greatest shows I've ever loved and you can always just stop at season six just stop at season six and then watch (laughs) the season then watch the series finale Um, (laughs) just forget season seven ever happened and I just would recommend that you all watch Gilmore Girls on Netflix. Yeah, that's a that's a good recommendation. I'm uh, looking forward to the uh, Gilmore Girls uh, reunion at ATX mm-hmm. in uh, June. Uh, I'm sure that'll be a that'll be a hot ticket to get into that panel. Yes, it will. Uh, my uh, my pick the, or my recommendation this week is uh, Justified season five, uh, which. Uh, has uh, which comes out on DVD as of uh, well Tuesday December second, which is uh, tomorrow as of this recording. And uh, I just really I've just always really enjoyed the show. You know, subsequent seasons here recently haven't been you know as great as uh, you know some of the earlier seasons, but still, uh, it's really about just following Raylan Gibbons around and seeing what kind of trouble he's going to get into this week. Is <laughs> uh, part of the is part of the fun, but uh, you know if you if you haven't watched, uh, that show's uh, worth uh, worth checking out. And uh, you know, there's five seasons uh, with uh, uh, you know 13 episodes each. And since season six doesn't come back till January 20th, there's uh, plenty of uh, you know something to do over over the winter hiatus as shows disappear. You know, you can always uh, catch up for the final season. And since they know that it's a final season, I'm really looking forward to seeing like what they what they came up with uh, to, you know, for this show to, to end with. And uh, that's, uh, that's my recommendation. How about you, Kevin? Well, for me, I'm going to recommend one actually that's available to everybody for free a show on Hulu. That's running on Hulu. Uh, that uh, if you consider yourself a fan of science fiction television, I think you have to watch this show. You may not like it, but <laughs> I think you should watch it. And let me explain. It's a show called Charlie Jade. Uh, it's a 2005 production, uh, ran in Canada, as you know, uh, sci-fi, ran it in reruns a few years ago, only showed like the first two episodes and then banished it to like two in the morning. So <laughs> I, did, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you may not have seen it, folks, but this is a, a single season, 20 episodes, a self-contained story. It is a full story. You don't get left dangling, but it's available on free Hulu. Uh, there is not a Region 1 DVD, but there is a Region 2 DVD, in case you're the type who can uh, play all regions. But this is a combination sci-fi mystery about a private detective. Uh, it involves parallel universes, um, quite a bit of story changes uh, in terms of uh, you know going in one direction, taking you in another. But the main reason I recommend this for a lot of folks who are fans of sci-fi is it's it expects you to pay attention from the first minute to the last minute of all 20 episodes. If you're not paying attention, you might miss something that turns out to be very important. Uh, and the show is brilliantly done from a cinematography point of view and a score. It's almost movie quality. So if you have a chance to watch it on your nice TV or you've got a really good laptop with good sound, you're going to want to catch it that way because it totally sucks you in to the visuals and the sound. It's it's really quite unique in that way with some great performances. So if you're a fan of sci-fi shows at all, this is highly recommended and very few people know about it. Excellent. Yeah, I think uh, I think I may have watched the first couple episodes, but then once it got banished to late night, it sort of yep. left. Uh, and that was back, uh, you know, that was back before, well, 
Yeah, I think that was back before I had, you know, the uh, mini multiple uh, tuners to be able yep. to record lots right. of things or what have you. So, uh, so yeah. I so do like, those... I'm looking it up right now. I do like Jeffrey Pierce very much. So maybe it is something I should go back and check out. Yeah, he, he and Michael uh, Filipowicz do a great job. Uh, the two of them are, are just, they have some amazing scenes together. That's all I'll Ooh. say without giving anything up. It's it, it's not a fast-moving story. It's very slow. It's character-based. It's story-based. And you may not like the lead character uh, that Jeffrey Pierce plays. But um, it, it is very interesting, and it, it is a, takes a little while for you to get into it. But again, visually and score-wise, you'll just be fascinated if you're the type who likes to enjoy a total immersion into a story excellent yeah. and oh, in, on work. on that note it's a, that's definitely the type of thing that's uh it works on the on the binge type of scale where you could just yes you can watch a bunch of episodes in a row over over the course of a of a long weekend or or a week or something like that you can you can catch up with the, you know something that's only around 20 something episodes so right so yes so thank you we'll have to check that out and you can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find Kevin and his podcasts in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 253. If you plan on doing any shopping at Amazon this holiday season, please go to tvtimes3.com slash Amazon. You'll be taken to the Amazon homepage where you'll get the same great deal. I've never, I've never felt like I'm doing a commercial more than I am right now. You'll be taken <laughs> you don't to the have Amazon to read it exactly, page. Emery. <laughs> you can make it your own. <laughs> That's fun. You'll I'm going there right now. <laughs> where you'll get the same great deals as if you'd gone to the site directly, but we'll get a small percentage of any purchases you make sent our way for referring you. It's a way to support the podcast by doing something you were going to do anyway. And let's face it, at this holiday season, Amazon is basically the only website I'm on because I'm buying things all the time. And I'm sure everybody else is too. Next week. Jason will be joined by Danielle Turciano at Danielle TBD and Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net for a recap of Fall TV 2014. Yeah, and I wanted to mention uh, real quick there also since uh, with uh, Danielle being on the next week, this is uh, this is for uh, listener Carl at My Vogue and Poetry who was really – I liked our The 100 discussion from uh, the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you, like Carl, like The 100 and want to hear – Myself and Danielle uh, talk about it with uh, Carla Day from TV Die Hard for about an hour. Uh, we'll have a link. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to where you can uh, you can find that to listen to. Excellent. Oh, cool. That's a show that doesn't get as much press as it, I think it should. As it deserves. Yeah, I love that show. All right. The opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promo Net. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. Big thank you to Kevin for joining us this week. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun, folks. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We'll have to have him on again for another all-genre episode. Um, <laughs> if we can touch on something like The 100 the next time you're on. And on that note, I'm going to let my dog go run in the pouring rain and cry about it. <laughs> like she likes to do. Well, I am going to go get my new tabs for my truck and then uh, get something to eat. So that's what's on tab for me. Good plan. <laughs> well done. All right. Well, thank you all again, right. everybody. Have a good night. I will talk to everybody soon. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.